0: Listener Production. Hi, I'm Elle Ferguson, and this is Sliding Doors, where I chat with inspirational people from the world of fashion and beauty about their sliding door moment. That is, the moment they took a chance or made a life change that led them to where they are now at the top of their game. Having founded my own fashion and beauty brand, The L Effect, I know that succeeding in these industries isn't easy. So I'm inviting the people I admire most on the podcast to share their stories, insights, and tips for turning your passion into a career. Hello, how are you? On this episode, I speak to the one and only brow queen, Anastasia Soiree. Now, Anastasia pretty much put eyebrows on the map. In this episode, she chats to me how she started in a Beverly Hills salon in 1997, where she rented a room and the guy said to her, eyebrows, hmm, I don't think you'll be able to pay the rent. Now she is a global phenomenon and she has created an iconic product line that is shipped globally. I spent extra time this morning doing my eyebrows. I was like, <laughs> just get there, stay there, be proud <laughs> of Anastasia's celebrity clients include Oprah, Kim Kardashian, Victoria Beckham, Madonna, Jennifer Lopez, the list goes on. And one of the most important things I learned was the majority of those clients have stayed with her over 20 years. Talk about trust. I'm dying to come to Australia.
1: Pretty soon I'm going to come there.
0: We cannot wait. I first came across Anastasia when I started reading articles about all the celebrities visiting this Beverly Hills salon to get their eyebrows done. Fast forward a few years, I bought my first Anastasia product and it changed my brows. I have wanted to chat to this entrepreneur, powerhouse, iconic force for so long. I am so excited to share her story. One, two, three.
1: Can you hear me well?
0: I am ready, darling. Anastasia, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining me. It's absolutely
1: a pleasure to join you and thank you so much for inviting me.
0: I have been the biggest fan of yours for so many years and I hate to admit this, but I don't even think I thought eyebrows existed before I knew you. Like you put eyebrows on the map.
1: Well, uh, that's kind of true. <laughs> you are not far from true because before <laughs> I came on uh, on board and and started all this eyebrow trend, really people didn't talk about eyebrows that much.
0: No, I would love to know how you first got interested in the industry
1: well, I moved um, when I moved to United States, my first job was like an aesthetician was the only job that didn't require perfect English and i, I didn't speak the language, and um, I was doing facial and body waxing. Yeah, and I was lucky enough to work with uh, a lot of uh, supermodel celebrity, from Michelle Pfeiffer to Faye Dunaway to Naomi wow. Campbell. To I mean, how lucky I was to work with yeah. the best and and the most beautiful women on the planet.
0: Yeah,
1: I was a kind of a something that. I couldn't understand. They were a huge supermodel. They were on cover every single magazine and nobody was paying attention to eyebrows.
0: <laughs> this is very true. This is very true. I, I feel like eyebrows just didn't have a moment. I feel like they were kind of an afterthought. I mean, but you did trust your beauty therapist with them. I do remember that. Correct. How did you discover that you had a unique talent for eyebrows? So
1: when, when I started working as an esthetician, and as you said, you were trusting your esthetician. Uh, in Romania, when I lived in Romania, I was trusting my esthetician. Yeah. And when eyebrow kind of became uh, something about in my mind, and I was looking at picture of myself in Romania, I looked surprised in pictures because my eyebrow was pencil thin round. And I thought to myself, Wow, my art teacher always said, if you want to draw a portrait and you want to change an emotion, you change eyebrows. And of course, all these memories from school, kind of, they came back to me in that moment. And, and I thought I should go to the library and revisit what I learned in our art, art school, the golden ratio that yeah. was applied in most of Leonardo da Vinci work and how important the balance and proportion of the face is when you draw. So the same thing in real life was eyebrows. Of course, it's one of the most important feature on our face that will create that perfect balance and proportion. And I first I tried to figure my own eyebrows. And once I discovered that, wow, my eyebrow looks totally different, everybody was asking me, Wow, you, you look rested. Yeah. What have you yeah. done? You know, nobody knew exactly that was eyebrows. But um, I, I realized that I, I have to share that with everybody. So this is how it all started. I started developing without even thinking this uh, technique on how to shape eyebrow according to everybody's bone structure and natural shape.
0: I love that it came back to art. I love that you went back to your, you know, like art background to actually put those principles into play, into the beauty world. You know, like it, it seems so simple now that you say it, but when you're in the moment, you just don't realise it.
1: Yes, you are, you are so right. Because when I came here, I thought like, wow, I went to school, I study so much. What I'm doing right now, it's, it's I will never use what I learn. And I was totally wrong because everything that I learn, I yeah. use in what <laughs> I do today. So it was, was kind of very interesting.
0: So who was supporting your dream when you were working your way into the field, into beauty? And obviously you travelled and, and were in the United States. Who was supporting you in your dream at this stage?
1: Uh, first first was my biggest supporter was my mother. She yeah. was definitely yeah. um, an
0: inspiration for me. Yeah.
1: And uh, then all women, my clients, my everyday yeah. clients from everyone that every three weeks will come to get their eyebrow shaped through all the, the uh, celebrity clients that validated my work and supported me, um, everyone. I mean, I owe them everything because they were the one that they supported me. And I'm forever grateful.
0: There's a lot of trust in a woman when she comes at your eyebrows. I have to say, when you're laying down and somebody says, oh, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna kind of change that shape. There is a lot of trust that has to be given.
1: And once you trust somebody, You are there forever. Like I have clients. Uh, Last uh, Christmas, I went to the salon for like two months, Fridays and Saturdays, and I shaped eyebrows. I mean, I call some of my clients and clients that they were my clients for 25, 30 years. They will come in and was such an incredible moment to see them, to hug them, to touch them. Uh, it was so amazing feeling and then um the money that they will uh, donate to blue heron foundation is a charity that um i support for 15 years and uh, it, it was such a good moment not only yeah. from my side but from my client side so it's it's incredible to be trusted and to to be regarded that that high
0: i love that So rewinding 20 years, I would love to know about your first job in the industry, because a lot of the time our first jobs kind of either pave the way or tell us to go the other way. I would love to hear about your first job in the industry.
1: So the first job I was working in the salon was called Giovanna Utah. Two wonderful ladies, uh, uh, one Italian and one German. They were are the mentors for me. I wanted to be, I was an aesthetician. I had to do facial and body waxing, yeah. lash tinting, whatever, everything that an aesthetician will do. And I wanted so much to learn from them that I will be, if I didn't have a client, I will get out of my room and I will be in front cleaning their desk, taking the trash, cutting their strips, just to be wow. around them because I wanted to learn from them how they talk to the clients, how they handle everything. And they were so graceful and they were so incredible women that I will never forget and I will I will always remember Giovanna and Yuta, wonderful ladies. Yes, I learned a lot.
0: I love that. A lot of people when they're starting out in the industry have got to do a lot of sacrifices, either it's time, holidays. What are some of the unseen sacrifices that you had to go through in that first job?
1: Oh, my God. My dear, remember, I sacrificed from the day one. In 87, I put my paper to emigrate. I left everything. I left my family. I'm Macedonian, so I have a huge family in Romania. Yeah. I left everything there, everyone. And I came here because I wanted to escape the communist regime. I came here, and I didn't know anything, anybody. I cried the first six months, I think I cried every single day and night wow. I would go to sleep and, and I would fall asleep. Um was no way back for me because was the revolution after and I couldn't go back. But I, I put all my energy and everything into my work. Yeah. I used to work 17, 18 hours a day and I wanted to learn a lot and to build something here because I thought, okay, I made so many sacrifices. I am here and I want to build something for me. It was not, I look back 31, 32 years back, and I don't think was ever a dull moment in my life because was constantly something else that you wanted to manage and you wanted to achieve and how you achieve that it was never, it's like running the marathon. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it was never normal. <laughs> and at the beginning was very difficult because I had a little kid and I was working so many hours and I feel very guilty because I, I didn't have ever time to go to my daughter's school or to activities that she would have and was was very kind of hard for me to do that but i had to work and uh, that's why probably why in in uh, her vacation Uh, Claudia used to come in and stay with me at the salon because I I couldn't spend time with her and I felt very guilty. Yeah, the guilt's a hard thing. The guilt is very very
0: hard. Yeah, I have a lot of mothers, single moms, married moms, just moms on here that have made amazing careers, but that that mom guilt seems to be a real thing and the sacrifice. But then a lot of the good times is that it pays off. I mean, look at you now, like you're incredible and such an inspiration to so many people.
1: I think one of my biggest accomplishments, I consider making my daughter able to to have a purpose, to love what she does. Because not at the beginning, I cannot say, oh my God, my daughter was in love with this job. No, yeah. she didn't like it. Yeah. You know, what, what young kid wants to work, uh, not kid, but young adult wants to work that hard. Uh, but right now she loves it. And, and I think that's one of my biggest accomplishments to give her a purpose, to wake up every morning and to love what she does. I think it's the best thing that you could achieve in life. Nothing is more important.
0: That is very true and you have done that. You have definitely done that. So the podcast is called Sliding Doors and I would love to hear about the time when you made the decision to become self-made and pursue your dream career? So
1: after a year and a half after I work at Giovanna, Utah, I went and I said, I, I think I want to shape eyebrows. I think this is very important. They really didn't believe that that would be a service, so I decided to rent a room in a small salon in Beverly Hills. I'd rented this tiny little room, <laughs> And I was working 18 hours a day. Next to my room was this lady from Poland, Yolanda. And one day she came out of her room. I barely saw her because we were both going very early in the morning. And when I leave, maybe Yolanda was inside. We didn't spend too much time together. But one day she came with a piece of cake and she said, I'm celebrating 20 years of of, um, my job here. Oh yeah. And I went home that night and I thought, there's no way I'm going to be here 20 years from now on. This is <laughs> not why I left my family. This is not why I left my home. This is, again, my parents, my everything. No, I have to do something else. I have to do what I came here for, yeah. to build something so i decided to open a salon and i opened the salon on 438 north bedford that is still there today
0: it's wild when did it turn for you how did it go from a salon to making a product because i mean there's a difference between having the salon and people come in it but you ship globally so everybody can have a part of your brand when did that light bulb go off
1: so i opened the salon and in 97 and i used to mix aloe vera with eyeshadow and Vaseline to create this pomade because yeah. the cli- not every client had perfect eyebrows. We all over no. tweezed <laughs> for so many years. So I used to fill them in with this pomade and the client will come three weeks later for reshaping the eyebrows and they used to say, well, Anastasia, when I leave your room, my eyebrow looks perfect, but when after I take a shower, I, don't, I need that whatever product that you put in makes me look perfect. Yeah. So yeah. I realized that I need to create a, a product line. I went to Italy, and um, I worked for two years. And in 1999, um, we launched the product in the salon in Beverly Hills. And in 2000, Nordstrom's approached me uh, if we want to sell the products in their store, because we had so many celebrated, the salon was, was an incredible place to come and get your eyebrows. And there were like three hours waiting, or yeah. I will take waiting list because if a client will not show up, I will be able to take somebody. I mean, I was working nonstop, seriously. Yeah. And, uh you will be next to Oprah Winfrey or Naomi Campbell or Elle Macpherson. Like so, it's
0: wild. That is just crazy. It's so, so wild. wild. It's yes. amazing.
1: Yes. Sometimes I go to dinner with my girls that work, still work there. I have girls that I work with them for like 20 years. Wow. We have the conversation. Do you remember? There were different days, okay? Um, they, we didn't have cell phones. No, There were no paparazzi the celebrities used to come nobody bothered them was a different time you know nobody would take a picture of them when I don't know they were (laughs) laying down um so was privacy this is what I'm trying to say and there were such incredible moments for all of us in the salon was I, I I miss that still
0: yeah
1: but it's still you know we move on and we have a different stage in our lives and, and we need to manage whatever it is.
0: It's true. I loved the story, especially with, I think it was Poppy Montgomery and her filming yes. with, Mar- with Marilyn Moreau, She, she went was,
1: to, to yes. Canada and she came, this is how uh, the stencil started. She came and she said, Anastasia, I need this shape. My makeup artist needs to do exactly the same shape. I said, I don't know, let me go to a store and maybe find a plastic thing. I cut it and uh, I gave her the Vaseline and some eyeshadow. And she came back six months later and she said, that was amazing. You should do this. You should do for people because there are people in Canada that they wanted. And like, okay, yeah, I should do that. So I started the first (laughs) kit, five item brow kit. I remember this was in like 2000, 2001
0: and i find it funny that the for people that don't know the stencils are like the best thing ever but it is almost again like art because it's like the stencil it's like an art stencil that you use on your face to get perfect eyebrows and we have and, an app
1: right now i don't know if you know we have an app you go to app store and you put anastasia beverly hills and you take the, your phone and you look yeah. straight and and you will have the shape of the eyebrow, the stencil. You choose whatever stencil you want and different colors. Maybe you want to see how medium brown
0: will look or whatever. Okay, I can't. I know what I'm doing when I leave here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to touch on social media because just talking about that app, I mean, that's incredible because I loved the stencils. So to now know that I can hold my phone up to my face and get the perfect eyebrow is the best news ever. Social media obviously has played a huge part in your business, and you were one of the first ever brands on the platform, and you have an incredible following. How did that start? Who got you onto getting on social media?
1: You know, my daughter was the one that um, introduced me to Instagram, and I, I wasn't a fan of uh, Facebook. or like I, I felt like it was too much. I didn't have the time and yeah. she said, "Mom, this is great because we could. We used to travel in weekends around the country to promote the product. Like we 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 could do tutorials here, and we don't need to travel that much." Yeah. And I said, "Okay, let's put a video." We put a video up, and uh, we got so many likes. Yeah. It was uh, one of the tutorial was using the browes. And one yeah. of the comments was, oh, my God, I wish I could get this Brow And I said, send me your address and I will ship you one. Like, no, I don't think you could ship me because <laughs> I live in a small village. I don't remember if it was uh, India or Pakistan, but yeah it was far away, a village, it, like was impossible. She said, it's impossible for me to get that product. And I thought at that moment, like, wow, I will never be able to reach this woman. At least she could learn how to do it. And yeah. later on, she could find uh, products to, to do it. That's why my ambition was to be able to to have a presence internationally everywhere. Because everyone in a, the smallest village needs to do her eyebrows. Yeah. And um, I, I think um, I'm closer to to be everywhere, and and that's my, my desire, to be able to offer every woman a product that will make her feel better, beautiful, and feel better about
0: herself. Touching on that, it's such a strong community, the community that you've set up on social media. The thing that I love as well is, I know we're speaking a lot about women, but a lot of men use your products as well, and some of the arches that those men get on those brows are better than any women I've ever seen. I think that was an amazing move for you as well. Can we chat about that for a minute, just having guys on there?
1: So in my opinion, I, I came in LA and I worked with a lot of people in the beauty industry. My my best friend that was a hairstylist and a makeup artist uh, and worked with a lot of celebrity kind of took me under his wing and he, he taught me how to do house calls because I wanted to make oh, extra yeah. money after my uh, salon hours, whether on Sundays or Saturday.
0: So you were really working every hour. Can we just say you were doing 18 hours at the salon and then doing house calls afterwards? Yes.
1: So um, he and his boyfriend, they were, that kind of they embraced me and they kind of helped me to, to understand the culture, the, the, the beauty culture, that it doesn't matter what everybody should do, feel good and feel better. So when I developed the line and when we were the first one to to sponsor, and not the first, the first was MAC, but then MAC didn't for some reason, I don't know why, but we were immediately jumping. When um, the drug race wasn't so yeah. popular, we sponsored yeah. because the, those were the people during my career that supported me. They helped yeah. me, they supported me, they believed in me. And I will be, again, forever grateful, and I will be supportive of them the way they supported me. I love that. And to me, I remember when we opened the, when we started the social media, uh, we were the first one to, to post men yeah. with makeup. And we, we got a lot of backlash. It was, was not easy to, to maneuver that. But our stand was, this is an art form. This yeah. is, has nothing to do. The, the, if you are a woman, you are you put your kids to sleep, and at eleven o'clock you start doing tutorial. If you are a man, yeah. you don't have a model at eleven o'clock, so you do the makeup on yourself. It's yeah. It's just you need to admire the skills of of uh, an artistic person. So to me, makeup it's an art form.
0: Yeah, I love that you've said that because. I do think it is an art form. And I've always thought every amazing makeup artist I've ever worked with, they're artists, you know, and I think that's what I respect so much about your brand is, is that you can see the artistry in your brand. And I I love that. You know what I mean? I think nowadays there's a lot of brands that just turn on overnight and you can tell they're not a brand. You know what I mean? It's more a marketing gimmick. Yours is, it's an iconic brand, which I feel very, very grateful to be having this conversation with you. I would love to talk about something called imposter syndrome. Now, unfortunately, it runs quite high amongst women that that don't think that they're good enough to be doing the job or that, or they second guess everything. I mean, the brand that you've built is so huge, global, it's everywhere. I would love to know, have you ever suffered from imposter syndrome? Um,
1: when you say imposter, is like I am good enough. Uh, I always... Knew I believed in because remember, I started an eyebrow category in the beauty business that didn't exist. You know, yeah. I couldn't say, oh, I have this eyebrow pencil. This other brand has it. Can you copy and make me 10 colors? It wasn't like that. I had to work with the chemist and start from zero. And, and even to these days, this is how we work. We don't go to a lab and you, we order. We just work with the chemist and we do our formula, whatever we want. And we have in mind, this is what we do. Yeah. So I I was ahead of the trends from the beginning. So wasn't that I'm good enough, was i can't do this anymore because it's too difficult okay yeah yeah i used to to travel every weekend in other towns just to to be able to tell people how important eyebrows were how and how to do the the right shape and how to create the perfect shape and it was not easy. I had so many days when I would go home and, and I would think I, I can't do this anymore. But yeah. I, I like that amazing proverb of Mahatma Gandhi. Every night I go to bed and I die and the next morning I wake up and I start all over again. This is exactly <laughs> how it was. I, it is not easy. I want to say this out loud to start a business, to do something that you love and you put your heart and soul into is not easy. There are impediments, there are so many black roads from the beginning, when you are that little to when you are that big. It doesn't matter how big or how small you are. There are different challenges. And the way I describe always is like a, a, a kid. Yeah. You have a two months old baby. You have different challenges. You have ten years old baby. It's a different challenge. Okay,
0: that's a good one. It doesn't
1: matter what. It's 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 difficult. Business is not difficult, but. The key is to love what you do and, and then you wake up the next morning and you start all over again. You cannot give up.
0: It's true. It's true. And you, you really do need to love what you do because it is so hard.
1: It's so hard. <laughs> and not only that, but you need to have so much determination and ambition and you, you need to feel like I can't give up. I cannot give up. Oh my God, I love this. This is getting me fired up. No, I'm telling you, this is what it is. I mean, I I tell you, there are so many, so many things that when you own a business, you need to look. Because people think, oh, it's just, I need to worry to make good products. No, that's the easiest (laughs) part of the business. (laughs) You need to love what you do and to have that spirit. Because so many times there will be instances, instances that they will kill the joy of what you do and what you love to do, okay? Yeah. How you come out of that, you need determination and you really need to, to love what you do. If you don't yeah. have that, don't do it. Don't do it for the money, don't do it for the fame because it's not going to work. No, it's very true.
0: You would give up. I bet there's a hundred million people listening to this nodding right now, going, "Yeah, it's true." But sometimes you need somebody to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day,
1: is the best feeling when you feel like you you got what you planned for. When you hear, like I I would walk on the street and or. Introduce myself. Hi, I'm Anastasia. Like, oh my God! Yeah. Because of you, I have the best eyebrows. I used to tweeze them thin, and because of you, like, this is what I live for. This is why I work so hard for.
0: I love that it's eyebrows though. <laughs> I'm just thinking back in my head because it's like I could imagine the amount of meetings that you walked into and you were like it's eyebrows. Do you know what I mean? And people are like, "Oh, eyebrows." And now it's like oh, you yes. can't live without good brows. No, the, even
1: the owner of the salon when when I started the salon in 97 yeah. Uh, In '96, I went to rent the space and the owner said, like, you do what? Eyebrows? No, this is Beverly Hills. You can pay rent doing eyebrows here. No, I promise, John, I'm going to make the street famous. I have so many celebrities. And I'm like, get out of here. <laughs>
0: Just like that. <"No."> eyebrows? No. <laughs> I love that. Touching on some of the celebrities that you've worked with, you have had their support because I remember watching, you know, way back at the beginning with the Kardashians and things like that, they would always say your name or famous makeup artists would be always using your product. How is that to have some of, you know, the world's biggest celebrities backing you, what you do and your product?
1: I think it is uh, a a wonderful feeling to to be acknowledged but by people that works with the, they work with the best in the business and to be acknowledged and to be validated by the celebrities, this is what means to me. They work, Sharon Stone or Madonna or Oprah Winfrey worked with the best in the business. Okay. And to still after 25 years to still do their eyebrows, this is a a validation that I, I do the best. I do the best yeah, I do. So uh, this is what meant to me to work with all the celebrity that they supported me and validated my work. Very yeah. thankful. And um, I, I will be forever grateful.
0: I love that. I love that you've had a lot of women support you throughout it because I think it's so incredibly important that we support other oh, women yes. on their journey. So I, even the women in your first salon to have supported you, you know what I mean? And you still name them, you remember them. Yes. It's really important. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Every day, clients that they supported me, if I would have a question, an accounting question, a business question, I would ask my client. They were my teacher. Yeah. They teach me how to, the, how to speak English. They gave me business advice. They, they were incredible. Yeah, I
0: love that. So can I ask, whose brows do you want to do? Is there anybody out there that you haven't done their brows that you want to do? You know, I I want
1: to do Queen of uh, England, her eyebrows. (laughs) Oh, my God, I love it! I am so in love with that lady. She is the most incredible, tough, strong, smart and beautiful. I wish one day I will do her eyebrows because I think she will live forever.
0: She needs to download the app. Yeah. She needs to get on the app. <laughs> yes. You can't get there. She needs to get the app out. <laughs> so you've always got things happening, new products launching. I was lucky enough to get some of your new lipsticks yesterday, which I'm super excited to try. What is next? What's the next goal? What's the next dream that you're working towards? You know, we work
1: on so many projects. Uh, me and my daughter, we, we both work. She does the makeup, but we both work together. And it's probably not a day where we don't think of something else to create a product, but we don't launch unless we are totally in love with the product. There will yeah. be so many projects that they will not end up being in the store because we're not a 100% in love with. Yeah. And, and what what is my dream as go? I, I live my dream every day, <laughs> but definitely yeah. is I want every woman... On the planet Earth, to have at least one product, Anastasia Beverly Hills.
0: I've got a few. I've got quite right. a, quite a few That's rolling at the better. moment that I can't that I can't live without, and I keep telling people about that brow freeze. Oh, amazing. isn't that you amazing? Yes, I, unbelievable. I have no words to describe how much that has changed my life, and it just works. You see that 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 exactly that phrase. It's
1: what keeps me going. Oh, I love that. Yes
0: what kind of advice would you give to somebody that's looking at working for themselves or starting their journey towards success? What advice would you give?
1: First of all, they need to be authentic. They need to believe in their dream, whatever they want to do. They should never give up, even if a hundred people will tell them, oh, this is not going to work. Don't try. If you, your gut instinct tells you that it's going to be good, you should go for it. Skills you could learn, Experience you could gain, but determination and passion will be your guiding light.
0: Oh, I love that. That's good. That is good. Anastasia, I am, I'm going to claim it as Australia's biggest fan. I don't know how I was this lucky to get on this podcast with you. I hope one day I get to see you and you get to do my brows. But until then, I'll be using the app that I'm downloading it immediately. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. And good luck with your business. Success should be along the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate
0: it. Sliding Doors is hosted by me, Elle Ferguson. Producer, Tina Matalov. Executive Producer, Jennifer Goggin. Listener.